Good morning, everybody. It is Camille and Shane, and we are here for another weekend of Law Talk. That's great. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Oh, that was a good job. I'm going to give you the keys. You can just do the show. I mean, you kind of forced me out of my shell, you know. Might as well just take the bull by the horns, right? Hey, why not? Yeah. Why not? Because that's the best way to do it. Just kind of <laughs> just kind of jump into the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. That's then you the, realize it's not so bad. I know. I know. See, yeah. see, that's what I've been telling everybody, but <laughs> no one seems to listen to me. Uh. You're the professional here, though, you know. And yet no one listens to me. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> of course, I get that same treatment at home with my wife, so it's, yeah. uh, it's the same <laughs> so difference. So you're used to it. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to it. No difference. Yeah. So how's your week been? It has been really good so far. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it good. It was a good week. That's yeah. good. Very busy, though. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. with the new year, you know, it's been really busy. Yeah. How's uh, just been? wait. Just wait until everyone gets their tax return money. Yeah. It's really going to get busy oh, for yeah. you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. That's when, that's when usually all the all the family law stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very true. <laughs> very true. I know. I uh, you know I I kind of joke about it, but it is it is true. Yeah. You know I've I've been working with with law firms for I don't know how long now, sixteen years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, actually, no, I am, I turned 43 this year. Okay. I know. I didn't know that. I'm old. I'm old. You can say it. (laughs) My mom says old is over 100. Oh, well, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm older, let's say. Uh, or, Or that's what my students tell me. My students are like, man, you're old. And I'm like, yes, I know. Thank Everybody you. Everybody says that to me, too, though. I'm one of the really? oldest ones at the firm, yeah. Oh, yeah? I just turned 33. You're, you're just a baby. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> That's what I told them. They're like, wow, you're kind of old. And yeah. I'm like... I'm really not that old, though. Well, that's because that's because Devin was, what, 29? Um, Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that's not much mm-hmm. younger. I know, yeah. Like, I'm really not... Uh, just you know, yeah, she, older than you. Yeah, she she used to make she used to make fun of me too, you know, for being old. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so so yeah, it, it it's it's always a busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. the first the first, I guess this this is would be what you would consider the first full week because last week it was only. You know, this the first was on a Sunday, so the second was actually the federal holiday. Yeah. So last week was kind of a short week. Mm-hmm. So this would be what you would consider the first full week That's of, of the true. year. That's very true. That must be why it's so busy. Yeah. Yeah. And so everyone's trying to get back to, yeah. I guess, ordinary. Yeah. Out yeah. of holiday mode. Yeah. When? <laughs> you you want to hear something funny though? I was I was going through social media for my radio station, right? Mm-hmm. And someone had posted, "Yay, no more Christmas music!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know, after about three weeks of Christmas music, you're like, "Yeah, I'm done." See, I'm the opposite. Oh really? Yes, I would listen to Christmas music while I was getting ready in the morning. Uh-huh. I would listen to it on my way to work on my way home from work on the weekends really yeah wow wow yeah. see i just yeah you know my my uh my five-year-old 
can listen to Jingle Bells mm-hmm. continuously, <laughs> like on a loop. You just, I, I would literally, I'd, I'd put it on my computer, my laptop, and just, you know, click the loop button. Yeah. And it would just keep going. Yeah. In a loop. I could probably do that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, some people just can't do can't do Christmas music yeah, continuously. Know. So yeah, on my on my Instagram for the radio station, he was they they had put uh, yay no more Christmas music. I mean, they do start it even before Thanksgiving. Well, see, I didn't do that. Yeah, I I you know the last two years or the last two Christmases, um, owning owning my radio station, I uh, I actually. Uh, didn't put Christmas music on until, and, it, and it's like clockwork because I set it in automation, right? Mm-hmm. Midnight, December 1. Okay. 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 Running to midnight, December 26th. Oh, what? December 26th? Didn't yeah. even give it till December 31st? No. Wow. Oh, no, no, wow. no. Wow, okay. 11.59 on, on December 25th on Christmas Day, 11.59 it flips the it flips the automation to back to regular country wow i know uh, wow <laughs> here i am i was still listening to christmas music even after christmas oh no i i i i didn't do that i f- i flipped it and oh yeah a couple days <laughs> after that the post on instagram comes in yay no more christmas oh my music. gosh i mean it is everywhere though yeah i mean i, what, I don't mind it though <laughs> Yeah, I I don't mind it. In fact, I wish the but Christmas. But you kind of do. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, kind of don't. Um, you know, if, if Christmas were, see, I, I I don't. It's become too commercialized for me. You okay. know, they start Christmas in September. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. If 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 they would actually start the Christmas season when they're supposed to start the Christmas season, mm-hmm. you know, which is after thanksgiving Mm. i would be okay with it yeah i would be okay running christmas music the day after thanksgiving until the the 31st of december i get that (laughs) but because you know like this year i walk i walk i walk into uh what is it home depot Mm -hmm. all the christmas stuff's out yeah yeah before labor day yeah it was like it was like the week before the labor day weekend Wow. Christmas stuff. Yeah. And then you go to Lowe's. Same thing. Yeah. Christmas stuff. Got to get it out. Yeah, I know. You go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Christmas stuff. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, the day, bo- you know, the week before Labor Day. So I, I you know, I would too be. Too soon. A, yeah, too soon. Yeah. Way too soon for me. I mean, we hadn't even gotten to Halloween yet. Yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so yeah. I would be okay running running it for a longer season if they would actually have the christmas season right you know but right now you just kind of everybody just kind of skips over mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. It, it's just kind of once once labor day hits it's, it's kind of christmas 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 oh here's halloween yeah christmas 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 oh here's thanksgiving yeah that's true and now by the time you actually get to christmas you're burnt out of christmas yeah so. I did put my Christmas decorations up the day after Halloween this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's early. That's yeah. early. Went straight from Halloween to Christmas yeah. decorations. So, so guess what? What? That's how you waste a segment. Oh, wow. Talking okay. about <laughs> Christmas because uh, we're going to break. You want to take us out? 
Yeah. Okay. Take us out. We will be right back with... Are you drowning in debt? Are you afraid to answer your phone? If you are struggling to pay your bills each month, there may be a solution. Filing bankruptcy can help you start fresh. My name is Josh Tisdale. My team at the Tisdale Law Firm helps families from all walks of life. I offer free initial consultations to determine what your best course of action should be. Call Josh today at 254-939-8600 or find him online at tisdale.law. Today, what are we going to be talking about? I'm flipping it on you. I don't know. I'm not the attorney. <laughs> We're going to be talking about estate planning today. Hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just the looks here. That, okay. That's, that's well, all it is. Yeah. I'm just the one that looks good the behind the mic. Yeah. You're just the face of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the reason why I have a face for radio. <laughs> Right there. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to talk about, you know, estate planning, what, ladybird deeds. Ladybird deeds, wills. Uh, wills. So my mom called you, right? Yeah. She's going she's gonna to have her will done because mm-hmm. her husband is going into surgery mm-hmm. this week yeah. or next week or something. Yeah. One, one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So um, she's having his will made because, you know, let's face it, he is not in good condition. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it is important, though, that because uh, she fell into the same trap that most everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was talking to her about getting getting, you know, a will done for both her and and her husband. And the reason why I say her husband is because that's not my dad. Yeah. My dad passed away. Yeah. So just just throwing just that out there just clarifying yeah. so it doesn't sound weird yeah that's um, true i didn't even think about that because yeah. i know so <laughs> yeah you know so um but uh, you know she fell into the same trap that everyone else seems to fall in when i was talking to her about getting getting their wills done she was like he doesn't own anything and yeah. I'm his spouse, so yeah. I get everything automatically. And I, and I looked at her and I said, no, no, no. Right. That's not how state law works. Right. If there's not a will, you don't get to decide. Yeah. And Yeah. Not and, if he had other children or heirs outside of marriage and, yeah. you know, what's community property, what's separate property. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not always that clear cut. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and so she fell into the same mm-hmm. exact trap. Yeah. That everyone else probably falls into. Yeah. And I get that a lot. It's a huge misconception is that, you know, people would just be like, well, um, you know, I, I want everything to just go to my kids. And you think that, that 
may be the case, but it also may not be the case. So um, now, now, if you know, they don't a- ever ask me for my opinion. <laughs> Because <laughs> if they did, things in this state would probably run a whole lot different than what they already do. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, my opinion is if you're married to somebody, then, of course, when you die, everything should go to them. Yeah. Because that's who you've chosen to share your life with. It should be an automatic thing, will or not. But that having said that... If if you want a choice yeah. in in where your assets go or where your money goes or whatever after you die, mm-hmm. there's only one way where you get a say in it. Yep. And, and that's that is to have, a will. Have a will. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, honestly, you think that, you know, it should go to your spouse, but I have people that don't put their don't want their spouse in their will they have other ways that they want their property to be distributed yeah yeah but but that's that's why i'm saying you know if you want you know the default position is this Mm -hmm. you know and state law has all the defaults right right but if you want a an actual choice Mm -hmm. in in how things are done right there's only one way you get a say exactly. in anything. And we've said this before. We did a show, what, in November? Yeah. Over this same topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the theme for, for that show was if you want a say in it. Mm-hmm. And, but that rings true. But I, I, very true. I found out firsthand, you know, my mother did the same exact thing, probably what, 90% of, yeah. 95% of everyone else does. Mm hmm. You know, making the assumption that yes. if if you're married to someone, then if they die, you get all their stuff. Right. And that's not necessarily the case. Correct. It's not always the case. Um, you know, and like I said, that just depends on children, whether they're born of the marriage or outside of the marriage. Um, community property, separate property, things like that. But in order to just be sure don't you know leave it to chance or to guessing or assuming um yeah you should never assume right right <laughs> you I, heard the, have you heard have you seen you know the the or heard the saying you know what happens when you assume yeah <laughs> okay so let's say that yeah it yeah like you don't want to assume so mm-hmm. and even if you have any questions about how your property will be distributed call mm-hmm. me we can talk about it. That's right. And, yeah. And they, and they need to talk about it with you. Right. Because there's, there's so many, uh, you know, we, we've talked about inheritance and if you have kids, if they're part of the marriage, if they're not part of the marriage, mm-hmm. you know, parents. Um, I mean, we've just talked about all the different nuances that go on. Right. And there is a lot of nuance that goes on yes with with uh you know the state law but there again if you don't have a will you don't get to decide anything right and even like we talked about before let's say that it is just you and your spouse okay let's Mm -hmm. take children out of it make it as simple as we possibly could okay if you don't have a will um whenever you go through the airship process 
An attorney ad litem still needs to be appointed. The court may say, we're going to appoint an attorney ad litem, and they will have to do a search to determine if there are any other heirs out there. Mm -hmm. So there, there's two possible ways to go. If you, if you have a will, it goes through probate, mm -hmm. right? If you don't have a will, it goes through heirship. Yes. Okay. So we only have about a minute left. So quick synopsis of both of those, and we'll, we'll come back and, and talk about them in detail. Okay. So the probate is for the probating of a will. Okay. It will open up the probate estate. Um, the heirship, though, the reason that it is considered heirship as well is because the court has to enter an order determining who the heirs are um, to be able to determine the proper distribution of your property. And, and heirs the, have to be established before anyone can receive okay. any property. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and there's a there's a difference in time frame. There might be a different in, difference in cost. There mm -hmm. there might be a, a, a difference in, in who who gets to uh, I guess have a say mm -hmm. in what goes on. Mm -hmm. All those things might might be different. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, we're about to go to break. So you want to take us out? Yeah. Okay. We will be right back talking about probates and airships. My name's Josh Tisdale. I've been practicing law in Bell County for nearly a decade. People who are thinking about divorce often ask me, do I really need an attorney? If there are children or property involved, then the answer is yes. But that doesn't mean you need to hire me. You find someone you trust, someone that makes you feel comfortable. I offer a free initial consultation in a judgment-free zone. Let me earn your trust. Call Josh today at 254-939-8600 or find him online at tisdale.law. Welcome back. It is Camille and Shane, and we are talking about estate planning today. We mm -hmm. are in the middle of talking about probates and airships, though. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Which is a very important topic. Yeah. Um, Something else I thought about, too, whenever in our um, last segment um, was if you want the choice, not only if you want the choice for how your property is distributed, if you want the choice as to who administers your estate you need a will mm -hmm. otherwise any of your heirs or anyone with an interest in your estate can apply to be the administrator of your estate um, if you do not name an executor in your will okay well let, let's start from the top okay okay wills and probate mm -hmm. you have a will what's what's the deal what describe the process here so we get the original will um, with the death certificate and then we file the application with the court and you mean they have to be dead <laughs> that is kind of a requirement <laughs> um, we've oh, got to have we do have to have also the original will um, a copy of the will I know this sounds crazy but a copy of the will is harder to get probated than the original 
What about a certified copy? No, it needs no. to be the original, if at all possible. It's still possible with a copy, but there are extra hoops that you have to go through. Okay, even a certified copy though, considering it comes straight from the attorney or wherever Well, it if was. it's certified and it's the original one, but you can get a copy of something certified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certifying that it's a copy of the original. Right. But right. even still, though, it needs to be the original. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. I'm just so, asking questions yeah. here. And like I said, it can be a copy, but it is it is more... It, there are just extra steps to getting a copy of a will probated. Okay. Like what? Um, it's just an extra part of the application. Mm -hmm. um, and then you may have to even have the witnesses appear and testify. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay. So we always try to have the original if we can. Um, that's the easiest way to go about it. But we file the application with the court. The court has to post the application for probate um, on the courthouse for 14 days. Um, and then as long as no one objects or contests the probate, which that's something that people could do as well. Mm. Um then the court will either set a hearing or um, sign the order admitting the will to probate. And creditors have to be noticed. Beneficiaries have to be noticed. An inventory sometimes has to be filed of the decedent's assets. Um, but that really is about it for the probate of a will. Um, it's okay. pretty straightforward if it's, you know... If no one contests it and it's pretty straightforward laid out in the will, then um, it's it's fairly a straightforward process. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. What if you can't find all the beneficiaries of the will? So you have to do a diligent search. You have to try. Um, if you can't, then it is possible for an attorney ad litem to be appointed to try to find them. Or you can post it in the paper um, mm -hmm. if you know where they are. So there are different options, but you do have to at least try and find the address of the beneficiaries. Okay. And then so that they can be notified that they are entitled to receive something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if, but after that, if you're not, not able to find them, what happens to their portion of the assets um i mean that's really a good question because you they are entitled to their portion um so you really would have to hold on to it um for how long that i don't know oh but i mean they are entitled to their portion so if they don't get what they're entitled to they could come back and sue you personally would it be one of those things like you you send it to the state attorney general or whatever honestly hold. i don't know i haven't had that happen huh interesting yeah but you know even if and here is another misconception too i think people think whenever you are if you apply to be the um, administrator of an estate or if you're the named executor um, I think sometimes that leads people to think, well, I will get everything. Mm -hmm. No. Um, and it doesn't. All that mm -hmm. does is the court is essentially saying, okay, you can be the person to administer the estate. You'll be the one to gather the assets. You'll be the one to distribute the assets, um, create the inventory, 
notify the heirs and the beneficiaries. Um, so it's pretty much just you're the one that's going to be handling everything. Open up bank accounts if you need to in the estate's name. Um, so that's really what being the administrator or the executor will allow you to do. Okay. Yeah. So switching gears, mm-hmm. you know, going the other way, if you don't have a will, what happens? Okay. So if you don't have a will, um, like I said, the heirs have to be established. Okay. Um, and then it also has to be established how your property will be distributed. So kind of the same process. You uh, file the death certificate along with the application for whoever is wanting to be appointed the administrator. Here is the thing with this way, though. Um, The administrator, we have to send out a waiver to all of the heirs Hmm. to see if they will agree to the person who is applying to be the administrator to see if they will agree to allow that person to be the administrator and to allow that person to be in, um, to have an independent administration, which pretty much gives them, you know, Mm -hmm. full authority to do what they need to in their capacity as the administrator to um, administer the estate. Okay. Okay. So if not all heirs agree to you being the administrator, mm-hmm. um, that's a whole other process. They <laughs> so then, you better be on good terms with your yeah, family? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, wow. Because if you're not and they don't want you to be the administrator, we have to officially serve them um, with a citation from the court. And then they will, they have to have the opportunity to file an answer in the case and, you know, object to you being the administrator file their own application um, and then you know it goes into who's going to be the administrator where do we go from here mm-hmm. um, so that's another kind of that's another thing um, and if if not, not everybody agrees then it automatically defaults to what's called a dependent administration I know that we've mm-hmm. talked about that yeah. before um, where now you have to get approval from the court to do what you need to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it, yeah. This sounds kind of confusing. I don't know if anyone else. So what's the difference in time frame are we talking here? Probate versus airship. That really depends. Um, a probate of a will, I mean, pretty simple. It, it really doesn't take a lot of time to get that done because you just post, give the notice to the heirs, um, file the inventory. I mean, that's that's a straightforward process like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The airship, though, I mean, it can definitely take time because you don't know how long it's going to take to establish airship. Yeah, it could if take... If the attorney ad litem, yeah. I mean... You know, the attorney ad litem could take months to file their report wow. to see if there are heirs. Yeah. So we're, we're talking, you know, probate maybe 30 to 60 days and airship. Um, no, you know. you're, well, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah. From the time you get the order, uh, probably not that quick, but it's not, I mean, it's, that part is not a long process. Well, I mean, if we're talking something straightforward, mm-hmm. you know, like in my mom's case, it's just her and her husband. Yeah. You know, no one else involved. He didn't have any kids. I think he has a nephew and, and a niece or something like that, but mm-hmm. 
you know, no parents, Mm -hmm. um, no brothers, Mm -hmm. no siblings, no kids, you know, straightforward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it shouldn't, shouldn't take that long. Right? Yeah, well, shouldn't that that's what you would think, but the to determine errors sometimes it can take a while. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so let's go to break. All right, okay, ready to go. Yeah, we well, let should we give the phone number? We haven't done that. Oh, that's right, give the phone number 254 634 8600. And we'll be right back, folks. Have you been arrested for DWI? Even if you were drinking, that doesn't mean you're guilty. Don't let one night out ruin the rest of your life. Call my office immediately to schedule a free, confidential consultation with an attorney to discuss your case. We offer reasonable payment plans and will work hard to make the prosecutor prove their case. Remember, just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty. Call Josh today at 254-939-8600 or find him online at tisdale.law. talking about probates versus airships meaning with a will and without a will yep which is an important topic yes um because i i've seen firsthand you know the assumptions that are made Mm -hmm. but in talking with you you know and about state law and everything and what the default is Mm -hmm. it can become problematic if you don't have a will yeah very yeah. problem. I mean, between, I, I think too, with the airship, there are just so many things that have to happen and fall into place for it to be a smooth process. Um, whereas if you had a will, then you already have said, here's who I want to handle everything. Here is how I want my property to go. And that's it. So mm-hmm. the court doesn't, unless somebody can test the will based on, you know, undue influence or something like that. That's a whole different ball yeah. game. Um, but the court really doesn't question that because that's your wishes. That's the point of the will. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the airship, it's it's completely different because so many things kind of have to fall into place. And if they don't, then you might yeah. be looking at... Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What's what's the cost differential? I mean, if you're you're getting the courts involved on both sides, yeah. either probate or airship, yeah. is is the cost different? Yes. Um oh, okay. Yes. And that's because of all of the things that go into the airship, um, it's going to be you know, more costly in the long run than probating of a will just because, like I said, the probate of the will is just so much more it's a simpler process Mm -hmm. um because then if you're looking at the airships and something comes up well if it's a dependent then you're going to be looking at paying more 
because now you have to get court approval for everything. Um, you might have to serve anyone that doesn't agree to sign the waiver. So those things, whereas you don't have to do any of that stuff in probating a will. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things involved mm -hmm. that, you know, it, anyone understands this, you know, a little little things yeah. add up to yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. So every time uh, you, you have to serve someone in, you know, let's say airship, mm -hmm. you know, every time you have to serve someone mm -hmm. or who doesn't agree or, or something like that, yeah. or you have to go to court right. for something right. to make Paying a decision. Paying the attorney ad litem. I yeah. mean, yeah. All that comes out of the money of the estate. Well, right. not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. Because, I mean, it's really just attorney's fees. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, we don't take that money out of the estate. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. But the the estate essentially is going to have to pay for all these little bitty things in order for all the property to be distributed, for all the, you know, beneficiaries to be found, you know you're going to add up the cost here. Well, that's going to be the cost of the administrator. Oh, really? Yeah. The administrator personally pays for all this. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if you can put in your will that they um, get compensation. Well, you can put in your will whether um, you want your executor to be compensated. Um, but yeah, usually but for, you know, if you're looking at the airship, then you don't have a will, right? You don't have that say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so in, in a nutshell, if the will is probated, depending on what the orders are in the will, you can be reimbursed possibly for, for yeah. whatever expenses yes. are involved. Most people with. choose though, not to have, um, their executor be compensated oh really yeah well yeah, i haven't I mean, done a will where someone wants um i think i've done one mm -hmm. um where they want their executor to be compensated hmm. yeah well i could see it if it's if it's a, an executor that's not in the family mm -hmm. not getting an inheritance mm -hmm. yeah or something like that yeah. but yeah if the executor is getting money uh as an inheritance yeah i could see that too if I'm already giving you money, why should I reimburse right, you? Right, right. And I think that's how most people look at it. Because most people do name um, a beneficiary as their executor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But in airship, if, you know, you're the, you're the administrator and you're having to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're having to find all these different family members you know they come out of the woodwork mm -hmm. or whatever yeah and you're having to split all the money with them yeah you know you're cutting into your right your exactly mm -hmm. uh, so that that would make me right there just want to mm -hmm. have a will yeah absolutely i mean that's just it's it's simple and it will take a lot off of your loved ones when you pass. You know, it's going to be way less stressful on them than having to go through the airship process. I mean, not to say the airship process is done. We we do a lot of airships because, mm -hmm. you know, not a, not a lot of the ones have wills. So we do a lot of airships. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that uh, the will is 
just so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. How long? Well, well, we were talking, you know, the difference in time frame. Yeah. So, you know, probate, maybe, I don't know, 30, 60 days, 90 days. Yeah. Um, but an airship can drag it and can drag, drag and drag, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. How long have you seen one of those drag? Um, Just ballpark. A year and a half. Year and a half? Yeah. Ouch. Because here's another thing. Okay. With the waivers that I was telling you that the heirs in an airship have to sign, allowing you to be the administrator. If someone is under the age of 18, mm-hmm. they cannot sign the waiver. Oh, that's right. If they're over the age of 12 and under the age of 18, no one can sign the waiver on their behalf. Mm-hmm. So then, and there's not, you can't serve them because they're a minor. You have to wait until they turn 18. Wow. Yeah. So in theory, you could, you could wait on an airship case for six years yeah in theory yeah that's absolutely insane mm-hmm. when you think about it mm-hmm. and that's ju- but that's just one of the loopholes yeah that you know yeah if a minor is is a beneficiary you can't serve them yeah <laughs> yeah so and if you don't have yeah what, what if they're under 12 under 12 then their uh, parent or guardian can sign um, on their behalf Okay. Yeah. Sounds like you don't list anyone over the age of 12. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, you never know. And, yeah, I mean, it can be. It sounds like they need to change that law. I I know, but it's, you know. They don't ask our opinion, do they? Right. I mean, they should, though. Then it goes back to the whole, you know, anyone under 18, if you're, you know, not considered an adult, Mm -hmm. you're not considered to have the um, ability to enter into any kind of contracts or anything like that. So it goes back to, you know, the whole premise of that. Yeah, it goes, as Vivek would say, it would go, it goes back to contract law. Yes. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're under the age of 18, you're... You're not supposed to have capacity to yeah. enter into a e- legal agreement. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you yeah, can't learn sign some a from Vivek. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you can't sign a waiver. So Wow. Now, now even though that's not necessarily a, a an agreement of some sort. What? Well, well the the waiver. Yeah. I'm ju- I'm just saying you're you know, all you're really doing is waiving your right to contest or whatever no you're you're agreeing to one an independent administration Uh, and that the person who is applying to be the administrator you're agreeing that they are going to be the administrator oh okay okay so yeah you are agreeing to something yeah it's not just waiving your your rights or whatever right okay well we're done for this hour all right so take us out all right Um, We will be right back with segment two of Law Talk.
Welcome back to Law Talk, everybody. Camille and Shane here, and we are talking about estate planning, wills, and probates. And right now, we were the last uh, hour. We mainly focused on the difference between wills and airships. And Camille's over here trying to keep one of her airships from <laughs> just blowing completely up. Yeah. Uh, so. Happens. We'll see how we'll see how that goes, but you know, generally speaking, uh, now now I, I have to ask a question. What's is the one of the first things you tell people when when they come in for an airship is you should have had a will. <laughs> well, I mean, considering the person would be gone at that point, but I know, but, but just to just will? to kind of just to kind of rub it in, yeah, you, you should have had a will, yeah. Like you should get your own will for future. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Lead it in. Lead it into that. So yeah. my my mom is is you know, even though it's just her and her husband, it's it's kind of, she, even she's getting a will on him because, she, you know, I I was explaining that you know state law gets involved when when you don't have a will. Yeah. And and if she doesn't, you know, she's. She doesn't get a say. He doesn't get a say in whatever goes on. Correct. And and that's you know that's why I keep trying to explain to people is is look. Yeah. You know you want to say in things. Yeah. You need to. So what's the nuance? If let's say what what is the state law as far as inheritance goes if they decide to not have a will? God forbid. What do you mean? Well, what what's the what's the I guess precedent for for how how everything is distributed so i mean again like we were talking about earlier it depends on you know your are you married um do you have children outside your marriage what's community property what's separate property um i mean it there's a lot that goes into it it's not as simple as you know everything goes to my spouse or um everything goes well, to my children well what's the what's the first order if if they have let's say they have children mm-hmm. and parents and siblings and nieces and nephews then it's it's spouse and children okay spouse and children are they are they the same it depends on if the children are outside of the marriage or of the marriage Okay. If the children are out, so if you um, if you have children um, that are outside of your current marriage, then when you pass, um, your half of the property, if it's community property, then your half goes to your children, and your spouse re- retains their own community share. Mm-hmm. If it is your separate property, then your spouse will get half and your children get half. Okay, but the children have to be your biological children or... Or adopted. Or adopted. Yes, and if they're outside of the marriage. If if you are married and your children are um, from that marriage, everything goes to your spouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, see, there's, that's a, why I was saying there's a lot it, of different nuances yeah, here. Yeah, that's why I was saying it, it depends on if your children are in the marriage or outside of the marriage. Wow. Yeah. So, geez. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so what if, what if oh, there's... Oh, and, okay. Okay. And, okay. let's say you have a home. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. And you are married, and you have children that are not from this marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay? You had a home before you got married, though. This is another misconception, okay? Mm-hmm. Because Texas does separate property and community property, separate property is any property you acquired before you got married. Um, community property is any property you acquired during your marriage. So let's say, you know, you buy a home before you get married, and then you get married and you have children outside of the marriage. A lot of people still think, oh, well, my spouse will get my home. No. Your spouse does retain, we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. the one-third life estate in your property. They are not the actual owner of the property, though. Your children would own the property um, subject to your spouse's one-third life estate. Which means they can live there. Yeah, they can live there. Um, And a life tenant does have, you know, a lot of rights. Like, you know, they're still going to be responsible for the upkeep on the home, making sure that they don't let it, you know, just completely go. So what, what, what happens in that type of situation? I know then we come into, and I know we're coming into like contract law and all that, but you know if if your husband dies the house goes to their kids and you but you still get to live there are we talking you know you have to sign a lease or or something no 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 you just it should be on the deed to just say that you have a life estate you can stay there until you pass away Mm -hmm. um so that essentially means that no one can kick you out of the home. What if it's foreclosed on for taxes or whatever else? That is a different, that's different. Okay. Then you can be kicked out. But let's say, you know, you leave the property to, or your the property goes to your children and then your spouse retains a life estate. Your children cannot say, I, I'm going to evict you. I want you out of the home mm-hmm. because you have the life estate. Okay. What if they sell the house? So if they sell the house, they sell the house still subject to your life estate. Oh, wow. Now that part's cool. Yeah. Okay. So again, though, that not many people are going to buy a home subject to a life estate unless there's like a ton of equity in it because you still, you know, that person could purchase the property but they still are going to be waiting until the person with the life estate passes away. There's still nothing that they can do during that hmm. time. Can you, can you, um, you know, I don't know. Can you sell the life estate or revoke it or? So I guess you could sell your life estate interest, okay. but you still wouldn't be selling like an ownership interest. You would just be selling it, um, you know, for a, another life estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's only worth a portion 
of the value. That's going to go to the whole IRS. They mm. have a whole table to determine the value of a life estate. Wow. That Yeah, there's a lot that goes into wow. that. That's a lot. Okay, well, give the phone yeah. number. 254-634-8600. And the website is www.tisdale.law. There's the website. And we're going to go to break. So you want to take us out? Yeah, we will be right back. Are you drowning in debt? Are you afraid to answer your phone? If you are struggling to pay your bills each month, there may be a solution. Filing bankruptcy can help you start fresh. My name is Josh Tisdale. My team at the Tisdale Law Firm helps families from all walks of life. I offer free initial consultations to determine what your best course of action should be. Call Josh today at 254-939-8600 or find him online at tisdale.law. Welcome back. This is Camille and Shane. We are um, talking about estate planning still. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are still talking about estate planning because it is important even though, you know, all this legal stuff makes my head hurt. Yeah. By the time. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. You know, and think about how much time we've spent talking about airship versus probate. I know the, we've talked about probate very little because you know as you said the 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 process is very streamlined. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah. But airship it's not there's there's a lot of what ifs. Mm-hmm. What if this? What mm-hmm. if that? You know in in program in programming language, you know, cuz I'm a I'm a programmer by by you know training. Uh, you know, if we were if we were putting this in a program, it would be you know probably a thousand lines of if this, then this, else this, else if this. Yeah. You know, we would just keep going on yeah. and on and on. It'd be about you know a thousand pages long. Right. Right. So don't do that. Yeah. Have <laughs> a will, and you know, also too something else about estate planning is if you're thinking about having a will think about having the ladybird deed yeah not that was the next subject we we needed to get to is what types of things because with a will you have to go through probate mm-hmm. okay well there's certain there's certain things that can be named uh, you can have beneficiaries named on without having to go through probate Mm-hmm. Like uh, life insurance. Yes. You're talking about the ladybird deed. Yep. Um, bank accounts. Bank accounts. Yep. Uh, what uh, Stocks, bonds. Anything that you can have a beneficiary designation on, um, payable on death beneficiary, those things pass outside of probate. Okay. So those aren't, those type of things are not subject to all the probate process. That is correct as as you know what is stated in the will yeah so 
even for ladybird deeds, um, there are a lot of benefits to ladybird deeds. Okay? okay, one is you know it passes outside of probate. Um, creditors can't put a lien on your home. Um, if you ever have to go into a nursing home and they they can attach a lien to your home in order for you to stay there, you know, as compensation for you staying in the nursing mm-hmm. home. Um, they cannot do that if there's a ladybird deed. Okay. Oh. Something else too, though, is um, besides those things, is if someone thinks that when they pass away, their will will be contested or um, their heirs or beneficiaries are not going to get along, whatever the case may be, I advise to have a ladybird deed in that situation as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a will and you just leave your property in your will, well, if someone contests it, um, then your home is part of what's being contested. Um, If you have the ladybird deed though, it won't even be in the probate. So they're Mm. gonna be contesting, you know, the rest of it but your home will be out of it your home will already have passed to your beneficiary on the ladybird deed so is the rule of thumb to put to go on and name a beneficiary on everything you possibly can yeah i advise to do that because that just leaves as much out of probate as possible um and you know sometimes not every person's estate needs to be probated Mm -hmm. that too is another thing um if you have a ladybird deed if you have uh beneficiary designations on life insurance on your bank accounts there really may not even be a need to open up a probate Mm -hmm. really the only need for for a probate at that point would be like a vehicle that's something that you know you really can't put a beneficiary designation on um, but I mean, that's hmm. the best thing is if you can put as many beneficiary designations, um, as you can, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Cause, cause that way it doesn't go through probate. And if, 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 you know, I might, I might be mistaken here, you know, I, I sh- should have brought my wife in here, the tax <laughs> expert. But if it if it doesn't go through probate, um, you know, if it's a beneficiary type thing, I, I don't think it's it's calculated in in the taxes, is it? Um, I don't know. I can't give yeah, you. Yeah, see, tax I need advice. To, I need to get her in here. We need we need to. <laughs> That's we need, the advice I always have yeah. to give. I cannot give any tax advice. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my wife in here. She's the yeah. tax expert, but we can uh, bring her in on the next one. I know, I know. Yeah. We need to. Mm-hmm. That that way you could say you could tell us the legal ramifications. She could tell us yeah. the financial ramifications yeah. of of all this estate planning mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but but needless to say, having a ladybird deed takes whatever home. Now here's the here's the next question. Because you know I like to ask questions. Yeah, I know. Can you, you have throw me for a loop on some? I know. I never know what you're going to throw at me. You make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes it so fun with me, though. Yeah, fun for you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying here. Um, can you have more than than one ladybird deed on one piece of property? Well, yeah. Like like if you have like 
you know, a, a, a regular home and you have a second home, yeah. you have a ladybird deed for both. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, is there a limit? No. no. I mean, you can just put it on any property you have. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like a vacation home, summer home, it now, doesn't matter? you know, in Texas is on is one of the only states that allows you to do that. So mm -hmm. if you're looking at properties outside of Texas, I don't really know about, you know, I don't okay. know if it would matter that you're the owner or, you know, the property's got to be here in Texas, but that could kind of throw a wrench into things. Okay. So out of state properties, it's probably governed by whatever state law it's in probably so but yes. if if you had a summer home down in south padre and and or a, a summer home up in amarillo yeah and a winter home down in south padre yeah you know, where it's nice and warm yeah um you could you you could in theory have two ladybird yes. deeds one on each property yes and there's no limit though yes correct okay Wow, I didn't know that. I was, I was thinking, you know, if you have five properties, you know, it's kind of like the, the bankruptcy code. You know, yeah. you can only exempt one house. Yeah, but no. Ladybird deed right. isn't like that. Okay, well that makes sense, mm -hmm. I guess. I mm -hmm. guess. All right, so give the phone number two five four six three four eight six zero zero. And www.tisdale.law is the web address. So you need to call Camille. Mm -hmm. and set up your wills and we'll, we'll talk about guardianship and all that other stuff yeah we can talk we'll, about powers of yeah attorney. powers of attorney yeah we'll talk about that when we get back yeah. okay all right folks we'll be right back so stick around My name's Josh Tisdale. I've been practicing law in Bell County for nearly a decade. People who are thinking about divorce often ask me, do I really need an attorney? If there are children or property involved, then the answer is yes. But that doesn't mean you need to hire me. You find someone you trust, someone that makes you feel comfortable. I offer a free initial consultation in a judgment-free zone. Let me earn your trust. Call Josh today at 254-939-8600 or find him online at tisdale.law. Welcome back, everybody. This is Camille and Shane, and we are talking about estate planning today. That's right. So the next level, so we, we've talked about wills. We've talked about airship. We've talked about ladybird deeds, yeah. right? We've talked about benef uh, uh, beneficiary designates, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so now we get to the next level of estate planning, mm -hmm. and that is, you know, powers of attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, who you want to take care of you while you're in the, uh, I guess, the end stages mm -hmm. of life, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I learned from you last year mm -hmm. <laughs> that there are differences between general powers of attorney yeah. and medical powers Correct. of attorney. Yes. Okay, so, and, and that's another thing my mom didn't know. Yeah. She was just like, 
well, I have his power of attorney. And I say, that ain't going to work with Scott and White. Yeah. Too bad, so sad. Yeah, very true. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, that I, does not cover medical decisions. Yeah, that does yeah. not cover medical decisions. So mm-hmm. tell everyone what, what you tell what you told me last time. Yeah, so um, when you look at a power of attorney, and I guess, you know, just to kind of round out the whole estate planning thing, you when we look at estate planning, you're thinking of anything that you can do to make it easier on your heirs in the event of your, you know, incapacity, in the event of your death. Um, you know, you just want a plan in place, okay? So when we talk about powers of attorney, um, you have a durable power of attorney, and then a medical power of attorney. Um, the durable power of attorney is going to be more for real property transactions, um, financial transactions, and um, anything in that realm. They need to transfer property. Um, medical power of attorney is for that. It's for the medical purposes. And the durable power of attorney is not um, for medical. So, and in, in, in correct me if I'm wrong, the powers of attorney are only good while the person is still alive. Yes, right? that is correct. They, okay. um, they are no longer valid when the person um, who gave the power of attorney to someone passes away. Yeah. So um, if you so if you have a general power uh, or a durable power of attorney, mm-hmm. and then then the person dies, so mm-hmm. power then transfers to the whoever the executor is in the will. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Just making sure. Yes. Um, and also too for the powers of attorney, um, they are. You can only give someone power of attorney while you have the capacity to give someone power of attorney. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we get into the difference of power of attorney versus guardianship. Um, if someone doesn't have the mental capacity to give someone power of attorney, then you need to look and see if guardianship is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um but the power of attorney is when, you know, somebody will call me and say, hey, I want to give this person power of attorney over me. Okay. So guardianship is when they don't have capacity. Correct. So so if, correct me if I'm wrong again, I'm not an attorney. <laughs> I'm just a talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been doing this a long time. Um, the durable power of attorney is while they're still lucid. Yeah. Okay, or or you know able to make decisions, yeah. you know things like that. The the guardianship is when they can't. Correct. When and you're asking the court to be appointed the guardian of someone because they do not have the ability to make decisions for themselves. Okay. Okay. And when you do, you know, power of attorney is where you actually say, "I want to give someone power of attorney over me. I want to give somebody else." Um, the ability to make decisions before me or for me. And you can elect to have the power of attorney be effective as of the date that you sign the power of attorney, or you can have it become effective as of the, um, when you become incapacitated, when you no longer have the ability 
um, to make decisions. So that's always a good thing to do as well, because then they wouldn't have to apply for guardianship. Ah, okay. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, just like the, the common misconception that, you know, when my spouse dies, I get all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's common misconception. Mm-hmm. Experienced it just last week. Mm-hmm. Um, is there also a, a common misconception about um, who can make decisions without a, a durable power of attorney or without a medical power of attorney or without a guardianship? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think so. I think people, again, just assume, well, you know, I am, I am, you know, their spouse. I can make decisions for them. If you're on, if you're on their bank account, sure. I mean, because you're also the owner of the bank account, but if you and your spouse have, you know, separate bank accounts and your spouse becomes incapacitated, um, and you don't have the power of attorney to be able to make financial decisions, um, then you cannot get access to that bank account without now being appointed guardian. Wow. Okay. And you can be appointed guardian of the person um, mm-hmm. so that you can only make you know personal decisions or guardian of the estate where you would make you know decisions about their property um, or you can be appointed guardian of both that's how we usually do it is guardian of the person and of the estate mm-hmm. yeah now now guardianship is while they're still living mm-hmm. so guardian of the estate um, you know once the person dies if they're guard if if they're guardian of the estate that doesn't translate after they pass um Unless i don't know if you're still the guardian of the estate um, but at that point, yeah, I think you would need to be issued the letters of administration um, or the letters to, of testamentary to be able to get access to, to those things. Okay. Now, now, if you're the executor of the will, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it'll, it'll, you know, transfer over or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, if you're not, if you don't have a durable, you know, if you don't have a durable power of attorney, what, what about a medical power of attorney? Mm-hmm. Spouse makes decisions, yes or no? I mean, I, I think that depends on what, you know, the hospital's policies are. You know, I don't know what their normal protocol is for that. I would assume in a, in a dire situation that your spouse or next of kin would make the decisions mm-hmm. for you. But if you have a power of attorney, a medical power of attorney on file, they know automatically who you designate that you want to be your power of attorney. But there's there's no, you know, just like with, with um, you know, with airship, there's not like a state default. Um, I, that I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because that would be interesting to know. It, yeah. Is, is if, if the state default does not, you know, it's not your spouse. Right. Then you know <laughs> yeah who would be making decisions for you yeah without a medical power and of attorney? that's why you know i i don't think you ever would want to assume and you know if you have someone appointed power of attorney um it needs to be someone that you trust that's what i tell people all the time mm-hmm. um because you have to think for a durable power of attorney if you give them all of the powers um they can essentially do anything on your behalf just like you could. 
Um, they could except go wipe medical. out your bank account, except medical. Except medical. Yeah, but they could go wipe out your bank account. Yeah. Um, so that's why I say, you know, it's it's a very important um, decision when you look at giving someone power of attorney. You want to make sure that it's someone that you fully trust um, because they can do everything. Can you limit a durable power of attorney? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, that's you a plus. You can pick and choose what you want them to be able to do. Yeah. You want one person to be able to sell property, yeah. someone else to deal with your bank account. Yeah. Okay. And you can make it very limited too. You know, you can make a limited power of attorney for the sale of a vehicle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, so you can make sense. them very limited or very broad. It really is up to you. Well, that's a good thing. Though. But if you call me and you tell me what your goal is and what you want, we can figure out the best plan for well, you. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, go on and give them the phone number. 254-634-8600. All right, www.tisdale.law. We'll be right back, folks, so stick around. Have you been arrested for DWI? Even if you were drinking, that doesn't mean you're guilty. Don't let one night out ruin the rest of your life. Call my office immediately to schedule a free, confidential consultation with an attorney to discuss your case. We offer reasonable payment plans and will work hard to make the prosecutor prove their case. Remember, just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty. Call Josh today at 254-939-8600 or find him online at tisdale.law. segment of law talk it is camille and shane i never said yes. your name first this time i always I said mine i know i was kind of selfish this time around <laughs> well that's okay because it is technically your show yeah you know i mean you are the face though yeah, yeah. Well, i have a face for radio that's for sure <laughs> you know since josh isn't gonna isn't gonna grace us with his presence yeah you know we might as well name the show camille show yeah why not <laughs> why not yeah, i'm okay with that i'll do some commercials I, hey sure why not <laughs> you, you can say what, what what's the favorite one just because you did it doesn't, doesn't mean you're guilty. yeah exactly that's guilty. a good one that's everybody's favorite oh that's my favorite too yeah you should have been here when we were cutting that commercial that was that was hilarious yeah that is my i mean it's so true though you don't think about that but you know mm -hmm. it's true that's right yeah that's right yeah. so in in uh so I guess, I guess one of our themes today, you know, if you don't file a will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't make plans. You don't get a say. Yeah. You don't get a say. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of up in the air. So that's why it is best to have um, an estate plan. Mm -hmm. You know, we can look at all of them. We can look at some of them from the will to the ladybird deed to powers of attorney. Um now you're not gonna now let's talk this segment about what you would do as an attorney if someone comes into your office what are some of the questions you ask them 
For one, I always like to ask, you know, what are your goals? Tell me what you want to achieve and what you want to happen upon your death or upon your incapacity. Um, And then, you know, we kind of figure out what's the best plan of action going forward. Something we have not talked about, um, too, is some people need to be set up to do a trust Mm -hmm. rather than just a will but not everybody needs to do that it just depends on again what are your goals okay isn't that usually minors if you're setting up um yes that is a lot of it um but it also depends on you know is there um do you have property that you don't want to be dispersed to someone until they reach a certain age Um, whether it be 25 or whatever do you want you know your home to go into a trust for someone until they turn this age do you want uh this lump sum of money um do you want it to go to this person in you know phases through their life Mm. um things like that those may be things for um a trust but again i think it all goes back to the main question of what are your goals and then let's figure out what's the best course of action based on that okay and so the goals is the first yeah that's usually the first question yeah what's the second question um usually ask you know if there's any property and how do you want your property to go do we need to look at um a ladybird deed Um, I usually then also, like we talked about earlier, I usually always advise my clients um, to put beneficiary designations on as Mm -hmm. much as you possibly can. Have you ever had a client go, um, you know, come to you and and say something along the lines of, I don't want a will, I just want to go through airship? No. (laughs) No. I'm just asking. No. You know, you no. can never tell nowadays. Right, right. But, you know, yeah. Uh, so. No, but I do have, you know, some people that just think I don't need a will because this is how I want my property to go. Okay. And we know that's wrong. Yeah. We, we both know that's wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, what is... what? And it may be correct. Your assumption may be correct at how your property goes, but it still is going to be a longer road to get there yeah. if you don't have the will. Especially if there's minors involved. Especially if there's minors involved, yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if we, we only have like five minutes left in the show. Um, is there anything, any one time that you've gone, you know, someone's come in with, a, with, a, with an issue with estate planning and you, you just kind of sit there and go, Wow. I mean, not really. No? No, I mean, not really. Um, I mean, they're all pretty cut and dry? I wouldn't say they're all cut and dry. I think the most intriguing thing for me about estate planning is to see how people want to leave their property. Because (laughs) it's not always like you would think. Yeah. My kids aren't getting anything. Yeah. That happens a lot. I know. <laughs> My kids aren't getting anything. It happens a lot. And if you don't want your kids or your spouse, you know, to get anything, you definitely, that that would be also a main reason. You know, if, if there is someone that you do not want to inherit anything from your estate, 
you definitely need a will mm-hmm. because otherwise they are entitled to something if they are a legitimate heir of yours and there's nothing that you can do to keep them from getting it. Yeah, because that, that's the default in state law, mm-hmm. okay, which mm-hmm. is what, what, what airship, mm-hmm. you know, going through the airship process, that's what, that's what they deal with is they, they only deal with the default. Yeah. You know, you might want it to be something else, mm-hmm. but if you don't, you know, put it in a will, eh, too bad, so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. How else do you put it? Too bad, so sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all we can say. <laughs> yeah. Too bad, so sad. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of writing a will, of course, you'd want to come to an attorney to do it. Uh, yeah, right? absolutely. But because I, also I've, if it isn't if it isn't executed meaning signed in you know a certain yeah. way it may not be a valid will i mean i've heard of wills being written on napkins yeah um but you know that that is a holographic will and that's its own beast we don't we don't, we don't uh um subscribe to that though we we don't encourage that that's it's it's its own thing um that is you know separate from an actual will um Mm -hmm. that may be something you know that you've got to prove is in the testator's handwriting were there any witnesses to it um things like that that's a longer process yeah so oh, we wow. always have um, a notary mm-hmm. when you, you know, come in. Um, once I have the will drafted, you come in and we have a notary and two witnesses to watch you sign the will. And now, we take care of it right there. Now, when you say witnesses, they can't be associated with the will at that all. That is correct. Okay. They can't be They can't be the executor. They can't be the beneficiary. Correct. They have they to can't. be two disinterested yeah. witnesses. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. See, right. I, know, I know stuff. Right. I know stuff. Yeah. And that's for, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah, that's for everyone's protection yeah. there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it, it, it might seem just a little sketchy if, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. All right. So we got a minute. Okay. Okay. Last thing you want to tell your audience here. So I would just say to call me, um, and I feel like I say that. That's my advice at the end of every one. Well, they need to. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, they need to because you can help them with the ins and outs of, of, you know, what they need to do. Absolutely. Every every client situation is different. Yes. And you don't, you you can't have a, you know, you don't want to go to rocket lawyer and and get a, you know, a will. Yeah. Because it might not, it's not curtailed to you. Right. So, right. you know, that's why you, your, your tagline is call me. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> Just call me and we'll figure out the best plan for you based on your goals and what you want to achieve. Um, you know, so. That's right. Yeah. And don't go to wa- rocket lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that, that's that's funny. My <laughs> wife went to rocket lawyer once. That yeah. Was a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. Okay. So give the phone number. Two five four six three four eight six zero zero. And www.tisdale.law. Camille, take us out. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. We will see you next time on Law Talk. Mm-hmm.